on Thursday, February 24th, 2022, for reasons that are too many to cover in this episode, Vladimir Putin decided to invade Ukraine. World citizens had waited with bated breath during the Olympic Games as we debated the question, will he or won't he, while watching skiers ski down slopes framed by nuclear reactors. As people wondered why this was happening, I just thought, does Putin have a Thanos complex and does he want to start collecting his infinity stones and each country would represent one? But this podcast episode, quite honestly, isn't about the politics of this or any war. It's about money. Because in all of the personal finance conversations that I've had, never have I discussed preparing my finances for war, what that means, and what would happen if I had to leave the United States under duress. In the weeks leading up to the conflict, journalists would interview Ukrainian citizens and ask them about their fears, concerns, and what they'd planned on doing. No one asked about how people were preparing to leave and what that meant. Every time there is a conflict, I actually find myself thinking about this. How one week people are heading to the park, taking their kids to school or buying some bougie coffee, and then the next week the world has been turned upside down. It's not just Ukraine. There are various regional conflicts across the world. Ethiopia, Syria, and Yemen are a few countries currently involved in conflicts displacing their people. Then there are the countries that are dealing with economic strife that has also displaced its citizens. One notable country is Venezuela, where hundreds of thousands of citizens have fled the country because it's just too unstable and they're making their way into Colombia and other neighboring countries because it's just no longer livable. In fact, I'll never forget watching several of my friends make the decision to leave Venezuela. Some had financial resources and were able to leave ahead of the deepening financial crisis. Others were able to leverage familial contacts in new countries. And in the case of some, they weren't able to leverage those familial contacts or friendships and ended up bouncing from one country to the next for many years until they were able to find a new home. When I was younger, my mother shared a story with me. A friend of hers from overseas shared that you should always have gold or jewelry on you, on your person or available to you that could be sold in case of emergency. In fact, when my mom told me this story, she gave me an 18 karat gold bangle that she purchased from that place on Federal and Alameda here in Denver. And that gold bangle ended up being something that I sold at a pawn shop in Barcelona during a poorly planned trip abroad that was disrupted by massive protests in France, impacting my ability to re-enter the country from Spain. Very few people have a financial plan for the complete breakdown of life as you know it, partly because to imagine such a thing is literally beyond our capability. Like it's, it's just too much. I'm not talking about going off grid and living off the land. I'm not talking about those people. Those people are a certain subset of people. I'm talking about walking 30 hours to a border and then having to rely on the goodness of others at a moment's notice, like out of the, almost basically out of the blue. For me and for you, I have questions such as, how do you access your online accounts when your laptop is broken or lost? Do you have that? information somewhere. What if the internet is blocked? 
if you're in Russia right now, if you're a citizen of Russia, there are a lot of actions that, that have been taken that have impacted your ability to access those tools. Likewise, because of the military action in Ukraine, the potential has increased exponentially for the same thing to occur there as well for those citizens. What if the internet is blocked? Do you have WhatsApp? In fact, it's my belief that many folks are receiving overseas remittances from the United States, from other European countries where relatives are living or friends via WhatsApp. And I'm really curious to see the data on this because as we speak, they've got the numbers to show what I think is a significant uptick in overseas remittances being sent into Ukraine or to Ukrainian recipients. And for my American listeners, WhatsApp is actually the app that the majority of folks outside of the U.S. use for messaging and for sending money. We do have PayPal, obviously, across the, the world and other products like that. But WhatsApp is a significant player outside of the U.S. in terms of that. In fact, all of my European friends insist on me having a WhatsApp profile because that's how they do things. What happens if the internet goes down or electricity is knocked out? Do you have your passport? I've gotten in the habit of reminding people to request their passports. Can you speak more than one language? Even just a little bit. I noticed that many of the Ukrainians interviewed spoke English in addition to Ukrainian. What's your cultural competency and what is your ability to navigate new cultural spaces? I hate to say this, but it's clear most Americans will struggle with this question and with this action. It's important to point out, though, that there's different types of war. I think that, again, I noted briefly in my opening statements some of the types of war and conflict out there, but there's actual conflict when one country is an aggressor over another. There's branded wars, such as the war on drugs here in the United States. And there are ideological wars that have the potential to destabilize entire countries. There's also unspoken war or aggressive action against certain groups of people. In China, this is, and this is alleged because, you know, we're going to say allegedly, how the Uyghur Muslim minority community is being treated in China. And in the United States, this looks like how many black and brown people are being treated or feel like they're being treated. In fact, I need to point out that there is a record number of black women leaving the United States. They are in the process right now to go. They no longer feel safe or wanted here in this country and people are leaving and I have friends who've done it. 2022 and swift action. One of the financial actions during the current Russian-Ukraine conflict that I've watched with the most interest is how several Russian banks were blocked from the SWIFT banking network. That's the network allows banks to communicate with other banks across the world. What if you had an account with one of those banks? What would you do? What would you do if you can't access your money because SWIFT ain't moving anything swiftly for you? I used to feel a little weird about the fact that I had several different bank accounts. Like back in the day, I thought it was a little weird. And then I met a lot of other people who did the same thing. And my reasoning had nothing to do with war. It was, it was just that different banks had different products and services. I have a credit union account. I have an account with a pretty large 
multinational bank, and I also use FinTech as well. I feel really good about this now. With a push of some buttons and code, access to people's money was changed in an instant. And in fact, as I was working on this episode, Visa and MasterCard suspended operations in Russia. So cards, Visa and Visa and MasterCards issued to Russian citizens, folks inside Russia will no longer work outside of the country. There are a lot of Russians outside, the, outside of Russia. That's a lot of people who don't have access to money right now. What if you're from the country that people would like to have financially penalized? So what if you're Russian or what if you're from whatever country out there and the global community is like, you know what, we're going to just change some things because how you're behaving, that's not working for us anymore. What if you're a citizen of the country that's the aggressor, even if you don't agree with the action? What are you going to do? I know this episode is heavy but this has been on my mind. And every time there's a war, I think about this kind of stuff. I think too heavy. <laughs> um, it's always on my mind when I see coverage of war. I always ask myself, what would I do? You're not prepared for your world to be gone in an instant. Most people aren't. I know that I'm not prepared financially right now for the logistics of having to quickly leave my country. And in recording this episode, I know that I'm going to spend some time really thinking about this. What if? I'll leave you with this final thought. War sucks. And what's in your wallet?